Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go ahead and open our Bibles today to the book of Matthew again, and today we are going to be looking at a pretty big portion of Scripture. We're going to be looking at the genealogy, and we're going to spend quite a bit of time here. So let's go ahead and read it. It's verses 2 through 17. A lot of begots here, okay? And I'm going to try my best with the names, okay? Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Abinadab, and Abinadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz begot Obed by Ruth, and Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David the king. David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah, speaking of Bathsheba. Solomon begot Rehoboam, and Rehoboam begot Abijah, and Abijah begot Asa. Asa begot Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat begot Joram, and Joram begot Uzziah. Uzziah begot Jotham, and Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah. Hezekiah begot Manasseh. Manasseh begot Amon, and Amon begot Josiah. Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Shiltiel, and Shiltiel begot Zerubbabel. And Zerubbabel begot Ibiud, and Ibiud begot Eliakim, and Eliakim begot Azor. Azor begot Zadok, and Zadok begot Achim, and Achim begot Iliud. Iliud begot Eleazar, and Eleazar begot Mathan, and Mathan begot Jacob. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are fourteen generations. From David until the captivity in Babylon are fourteen generations. And from the captivity in Babylon until Christ are fourteen generations. A um, couple of things that I want to focus on here in regards to um, this genealogy. It's interesting, first, that the Jews wanted nothing to do with the Gentiles, and yet five Gentile women are in the line of Jesus. This is a genealogy of Jesus, and five Gentiles are in the line of Jesus, and they are women. Uh, the first one is Tamar in verse 3. She was Judah's daughter-in-law, and she was a Canaanite. And you can find the story about her in Genesis 38. And then we also see Rahab. Rahab was an Amorite in verse number five, and she was a harlot. Uh, she is uh, spoken of uh, in uh, Ruth 4. Um, also Joshua 2.1 and 6.25. Um, and then you see another Gentile by the name of Ruth in verse 5. Ruth was the wife of Boaz, and Ruth was actually a Moabite. We find her in Ruth 4, 9 and 10. And then the fourth Gentile female that we see in the genealogy of Christ was Bathsheba. Bathsheba was the wife of David, and she's found in verse number 6, and she was actually a Hittite. And then finally, we see Nema, 
And Naamah was the wife of Solomon, one of his many wives, and she was an Ammonite in verse 7. And we read about her in 1 Kings 14.21. Now, while Naamah is not specifically mentioned by name, she is Rehoboam, King Rehoboam's mother. So she's in the genealogy. Now, you know, these are pretty significant, in my opinion, in that they show that the Gentiles were always included. Uh, It's not like all of a sudden just in the New Testament. They were included, and they were to be included specifically in New Testament salvation. Um, And what's even more interesting is that three of these five, Tamar, Rahab, and Bathsheba, were actually guilty of sexual sin. Uh, Tamar tricked her father-in-law into sleeping with her. Rahab was a harlot. And Bathsheba was an adulteress with King David. So if you look in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, you find Gentiles. And you find Gentiles with questionable um, histories or pasts. What that tells me (laughs) is that salvation is for everyone. It doesn't matter what you've done. Christ can forgive. Um, But still the Jews struggled with the concept of Gentiles actually being extended the offer of salvation. In in John chapter number 4, we see this in John chapter number four and uh, verse number one. Therefore, when the when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself didn't baptize, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had gave his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. And a woman of Samaria came out to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Now, the Samaritans, had they were half-breeds, if you will. They had intermarried with foreigners uh, in, Samar- in Samaria uh, after the Babylonians had carried away the Jews, the remnant in the land, intermarried with the people that came into the land, and they were half and half. You know, they were half-breeds. But the Jews had nothing to do with them, uh, let alone a full-blown Gentile <laughs> like most of us. Um, didn't have anything to do with them. So they struggled with the concept of Gentiles even being offered the, the, the gift of salvation. Um, also, we also see, look over in Acts chapter number 10. I mean, God had to supernaturally ve- reveal this truth to Peter because even Peter, the disciples, they, they struggled with this as well. In Acts chapter number 10, in verse number 1, we're going to see the story. Now, there was a certain man of Caesarea called Cornelius. Cornelius, he was a centurion of what is called the Italian 
regiment. So he obviously was not a Jew. He was a devout man. He feared God with all of his house. He gave alms generously to the people. He prayed to God. And about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming and saying in him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial before God. So here we see this Gentile. He's praying. Um, he gives alms, but he's he's not converted. You know, he's he's interested in the God of the Jews. Uh, and he has this 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 vision, if you will, and the the angel says, "Send men to Joppa and ask for Simon Peter, who is lodging with Simon a tanner, whose house is by the sea, and he will tell you what you must do." Now, if you jump down in the story, Acts ten and verse number twenty five, we 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 come in on Peter. Now, as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up and saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come. And he said to him, You know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or to one of another nation. But God has shown me. Now, Peter had seen in the vision, you know, the blanket had come down out of heaven and it had unclean animals on it. And the Lord said, rise and eat. And Peter's like, no, you know, that's unclean. And the Lord rebuked him and said, what I have called clean, how dare you call it unclean? So he was getting ready to give Peter a lesson here that the Gentiles were clean. Okay. They were clean. And, um, and then down in verse number 34, same chapter, notice it says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I now perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him who works righteousness is accepted by him. Again, whether he be Jew or Gentile. And understand, biblically, there's only two types of people in this world, Jews and Gentiles. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. I'm a Gentile. I have no Jewish blood. At least I don't think I do. Uh, my name's Spearman. I've heard that it could have been spelled M-A-N-N, which would have been Jewish. Uh, but if not, it's definitely German. Okay. So God had to supernaturally reveal this fact that the Gentiles were indeed. And yet here, like I said, we started off talking about the genealogy of Jesus, how that there's five Gentile, not only Gentiles, but Gentile ladies who are in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Uh, we also see um, Paul mentioned the salvation of the Gentiles in Romans chapter 15. I mean, why does this have to be mentioned over and over again? Because the Jews struggled with the concept that the Gentiles could possibly be saved. In, um, in Romans chapter number 15 and verse number 8, Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision, now that's referring to the Jews, for the truth of God to confirm the promises made to the fathers. Now, of course, that's the Jewish fathers. And that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, for this reason I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. So Paul is saying the Gentiles have always been a part of God's plan. From the very beginning, 
uh, God has determined that salvation would come to the Gentiles. In verse number 10, Romans 15, and again, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. In verse 11, and again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, laud him, all you peoples. And then verse 12, and again, Isaiah said, there shall be a root of Jesse, and he shall rise to reign over who? The Gentiles. In him the Gentiles shall hope. So you see, the Gentiles have always been in the picture. So the bride of Christ, which is every born-again believer, is made up of both Gentiles and Jews. In Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek or the Gentile. So here, the first thing that I see in the genealogy of Jesus, here in chapter 1, verses 2 through 17, is that the Gentiles were in view. The Gentiles are in the genealogy. The Gentiles are a part of the church. And it took a lot for the Jews, even the apostles, to understand this. Listen, God bless you. I hope that you have a great day. Remember that God loves you. He wants the best for you. And he's working all things out for your good.